Welcome to the Latter-day Truth Bomb with your host, Aaron Clute. And how is it going, everybody? It's Friday, February 19th, 2021. Uh, in this episode, I just uh, I was going to kind of get away from COVID-19 stuff, <laughs> at least for this episode. Um, I've, I've been going back and retyping old testimonies and visions and dreams and uh, I'm kind of getting into some like, revelations and prophecy stuff um, from my mother's mother's side of the family. And um, they were all in the RLDS church um, up until 1984 when it split because of the liberal hierarchy introducing women into the priesthood, amongst other things. But that was kind of the, the, the breaking point when, it, when they split. But my mother's let me borrow... Uh, her her mother's side, all these files and all these old carbon copy, uh, uh, you know, typewriter uh, testimonies and whatnot. Um, that her, uh, my mother's great aunt Maudie uh, had. I mean, it's just a stack load of files. It's crazy. Um, but I've, I've typed up a bunch so far, and then it's going to be a long time before I ever get done. We're, we're looking, we're looking into getting it uh, printed in you know, a book form in, at some point in the future. Um, but I just wanted to read a couple here that I've typed, some recent ones I've typed over the last couple nights. Um, and once again, this is from the RLDS Church. And this one is from Brother Davis. I'm assuming he was an elder in the RLDS Church. This this is back in uh, on September 17th of 1950. So long before I was ever on the earth. <laughs> Um, from Venita, Oklahoma, and then approved by Elder, Elder Earl Phillips. Thus saith the Spirit to you, my children, I am aware of your tribulations and the tumults of your hearts, but as you have not begun to sacrifice as it needs be, you must that ye be, may be perfected. Strengthen yourselves through study and prayer and mighty testimony. Go ye from door to door and warn your neighbors. Know ye not that there are many who have desire to know more? Ye are my voice and remain silent. In times past I have said this chosen land shall be governed by the voice of the people. When wickedness rules to the degree that this people shall choose communism as a national way of life, then shall I rise in fury and judgment. Then shall fathers take up sword against sons, and wife turns against husband. And my saints who will gird themselves to battle shall be broken in pieces, for at that day the choice will not be yours to flee to Zion for safety. Some of you, my saints, shall die by the sword. Some of you shall hide in the crevices of the rocks, and many of you shall nourish one cow that, so that life shall be sustained." Why will ye not observe my word of wisdom? It will help you to be frugal so that you may fill my storehouse. It will give you freedom from want and the sense of security, even as the manna upon which I fed the children of Israel. I will give you strength of body so that you may survive the famine, drought, disease, and pestilence that are about to be poured out upon the earth. Therefore, be strong, be patient, be temperate in all things, be obedient to my commandments, and my spirit shall meet your every need. 
And once again, that's from 1950. <laughs> and he's the Lord's, uh, it sounds like he's just, he's almost describing our day. And I thought, you know, my mind was kind of blown that part in the middle there. In, in times past, I have said this chosen land, which I've already talked about in my previous podcast, all these scriptures in the Book of Mormon. The North America, United States is the promised land, the chosen land, the choice land, the land of promise, you know, however, however, whatever phrase you want to use, the place for the city of the New Jerusalem or Zion. And uh, he said, it shall be governed by the voice of the people, just like the Nephites in the Book of Mormon. And then it says when we we know it says in Doctrine and Covenants, you know, when, when the wicked rule, the people mourn. You know, and then he says in here, you know, the wickedness rules when the wickedness rules to the degree that this people shall choose communism as a national way of life, then shall I rise in fury and judgment. And I don't know about you all, but just over the, over the past year alone, ever since this, uh, you know, phony national emergency was declared, uh, when it first started, like me and my, my mother in particular, we both kind of agreed and felt the same. You know, we felt the spirit of oppression. As soon as, you know, the president announced that last year in March, of 2020, like we just instantly felt the spirit of oppression coming upon us. I mean, and it's, it's just, it's awful. And, and now that Biden's in office and, and like I said, like, like I've said, I don't support either of the two party systems. I think they're all, most of them are corrupt. I mean, there might be a few couple good ones here and there, but I don't support any of them. It's just a means to cause division among the American people. That's all it's done. Um, but just everything that's going on with this so-called pandemic, you know, you know, and Joe Biden and AOC and all these other just, you know, crazy politicians. I mean, they're, they're, they are communists <laughs> and, and now, and now they're trying to take it to the, the global communist level, you know, the globalism stuff, you know, and, and it ties right in with the secret combinations of the book of Mormon. And, and I've, I've said, like, I believe the Gadianton robbers, they were just ancient communists, you know, you know, just, you know, give us our stuff or, or we'll kill you, you know, join in with us. And, you know, we promise we won't, we won't make you our slaves, but you, you got to give us your stuff or we're going to kill you. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that that's communism, you know, um, um, and I thought it was kind of interesting. My saints who will gird themselves to battle shall be broken in pieces. So uh, I th- I kind of think that ties in also, you know, with with uh, Gigadoni when they were prepping to go up against the the robbers, you know, in Third Nephi, and, and they came to Gigadoni, who was a prophet and one of the, one of the j- chief judges, and you know, and they said, you know, pray to the Lord, you know, let us go up upon the mountains, you know, to them, take the fight to the robbers, so that we'll destroy them in their own lands, and then he said, the Lord forbid, <laughs> you know, if we do that, then the Lord will deliver us into their hands, you know, so. Uh, you know, I think, you know, my saints who will gird themselves to battle, uh, it almost makes me wonder if there'll be a lot of, you know, you know, church folks, you know, good people that mean well, that want to, you know, get angry enough and take the fight to them. And if they do that, they won't be justified and, you know, they won't have the strength of the Lord, the Lord with them. You know, the Lord hasn't com- uh, commanded them to go do that. So they'll be fighting in their own strength. Um, so I thought that one was really interesting. And uh, here's another one. I was going to read, and I might read a couple uh, poems here too. Uh, I don't think so. this will be an hour long episode. <laughs> uh, there's another one I typed out recently from December 10th, 1982. It says, Inspired through Alan Fletcher. And this is just uh, five or six months, let's see, five, I think five months before I was born. I was born in May of 1983. 
And this was uh, given to the people of Enoch Hill Congregation. And this was actually the congregation. This is still the RLDS Church before the Community of Christ. Um, I, I grew I, I grew up right down the road in a house on on, on that street on Osage. And I was actually baby blessed at Enoch Hill, but and then the split happened in 1984. So I, I didn't I didn't remember. I didn't get to grow up in the in the actual church. Um, just the Restoration Branch movement. Um, and, and this one says, Oh, my people, I come to thee at this moment to prepare you in ways of righteousness that you may be able to withstand the trials and tribulations that are now being poured out upon the inhabitants of the earth. Once again, this is back in 1982. For even now there are those present who are in disbelief of the judgments now facing man in this final hour. Yea, how many signs and warnings must I give unto thee? Yet you, you close your eyes towards righteousness. Ye are deaf to the callings and counsels of the still small voice, and numb to the promptings of my spirit. O my children, humble thyselves now, repent, remove all pride, let go of the chains that, the chains that bind thee, for they have been loosened for only a little while. There are many among my priesthood who sit in rebellion at this time, for ye know my law requires an accounting among all my people, and my priesthood are called to be ensigns unto all. I call upon thee now while there is little time, for even now, in this very moment, the destroyer shall strike with devastation, laying waste the land about thee. And that's kind of interesting. As I've talked in the past episodes, you know, like, you know, it says judgment will begin in my house, you know, the house of the Lord and Independence, Missouri is where Zion's going to be. I, I, I believe it's, that's, you know, you know, judgment will start here. Okay. Uh, and it continues on. I call upon my, uh, let's see, I'm sorry, excuse me. I call upon thee to reconcile yourself in humility before the church that condemnation no longer rests upon my chosen ones. Consecrate and set your homes in order, preparing a place of protection with food and water and needful items of survival, lest the destroying angel overtake thee. For the promise is yours, as was to the Hebrews in the judgments upon Egypt. I have called upon thee, my people, not to bring fear upon thee, but to prepare and preserve my people. Pray and fast, seeking my will in all things concerning your children and elderly. Teach and prepare them in all things. My kingdom is to be built, and now the purging begins. Rejoice, O my people, for ye have been chosen and blessed. Mine angels are among thee. Ask, and ye shall have their ministry. My mysteries are with you. Knock, and they shall be opened unto you. Seek my will, and I shall be with thee in all trials. For my people shall be a tried people, a people of faith, a people of righteousness. Continue now to cleanse your, yourselves in body and in spirit, purging of all impurities that you may stand in strength for the days that lies ahead. Fear not, but rejoice, for now is the end, and judgment shall seek justice, and Zion shall strengthen and blossom, and the earth shall once again be blessed and find her rest. Continue with diligence to cleanse yourselves and your homes, that my promise shall be with thee. And fear not, for fear belongs to the evil one. Have faith, rejoicing in your preparation, that I may abound with thee. Even so, amen. So I thought that was a another interesting one, too. 
<laughs> you know, back in, back in 1982, you know, just months before I was born, you know, you know, there, let's see, where, how does he say it? Uh, you know, for, even now there are those present who are in disbelief of the judgments. I mean, I would say even, even now <laughs> in February of 2021, there's a lot of our, my own church people in the restoration branch movement that they just, they don't see what's going on. Like they're in disbelief. Like they think they really think this is, this pandemic is the, the global you know end for, for all life. If we don't comply with these dictatorial mandates and this unconstitutional garbage, you know, that our government has done to d- destroy the economy and, and wreck millions upon millions of lives and hundreds of thousands of businesses that don't never come back and jobs and, you know, the suicide rate's gone up and everything else. I mean, just all, all kinds of awful stuff. And even, you know, my own church people, uh, you know, in the restoration branch movement, there's a lot that they really think this is the real deal. And, and I'm like, no, I mean, God's allowing this to happen, but this, this is all of man. And this is all a staged, you know, plan, you know, for of the secret combinations to establish, uh, their little, you know, great reset they're calling it now. And it's not that great. <laughs> I think maybe the next podcast, I might get into some more of the stuff about, um, how I believe it was planned, you know, all this stuff. And, um, I'll, I might read some articles about the great reset and, you know, what in agenda 2030, it all ties in together. It, it's all the same nonsense, but it's all meant to, you know, basically combine artificial intelligence with humans. You know, it's the, they're calling it the fourth industrial revolution, and it, it it's not good. <laughs> all those dystopian, nightmarish, you know, sci-fi movies you ever watched, it's all going to be combined into one, <laughs> and it's not going to turn out good. Uh, let's see. Is there anything else I wanted to go over with this one? Oh, well, you know, the Lord mentions again, you know, you know, I have called upon thee, my people, not to bring fear upon thee, but to prepare and preserve my people. See, so we're not to fear. And then, and then he goes on again, again, later on, you know, fear not, but rejoice for now is the end. Um, and then he says, then he says again, and fear not for fear belongs to the evil one. All this stuff going on right now. I mean, the fear and the fear and the propaganda is it's like I've said before, it's completely out of control. We we have so many you know good friends of ours that they have bought into this probably because they watch you know mainstream TV all day in, in media. <laughs> they are so terrified. <laughs> I, I mean, I just can't get over it. And we have you know f- family members on my my wife's side and, and my side also. They <laughs> the fear, and then when when we try to share scriptures about fear, not oh no, you know, we, we don't fear, you know and. I'm like, eh, yeah, you you kind of are, because <laughs> you're acting very irrational and emotional and fearful, and you know you're not thinking clearly. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't we don't say all that to their face, but I mean, would, I definitely think it. And I'm just it's it's sad, you know, the, the, just the amount of fear and how people bought into it. it. It's it's sad, you know. It's it's nothing to make fun of. It, it's really sad. We just got to pray, you know, pray for everyone. Uh, let's see. I'll move on here. I'll move on to some poems here and. I found this is not an I don't think it's an original poem by by someone in the RLDS church, but it was um, it was in the my my mother's uh, file she had that she let me borrow here recently. I want to say I, I was trying to look up the date just before I started recording this episode. I want to say that it's from the fifties or sixties. 
or so, like like when television in homes <laughs> was first getting you know to be a thing. Uh, it's a poem called "The Devil's Vision," and and it, it's on. You can look it up on Google. I mean, it's it's already been out there. It looks like, but I, I have like this carbon copy print that's from back in the day, so it, it's not a new poem. And uh, on my copy that I typed up from, it says this article was taken from. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, before I say that, it says it's um, it's by J. C. Woodward, and it says this article was taken from the Mount Zion Reporter from Jerusalem, Israel. It didn't have a year, but like I said, if I had to guess, I would say it was like from the you know 50s or 60s or whenever the televisions in the homes were kind of coming around. And this this poem, I never heard it before, and I I love I love poems. I mean, this one just I was just blown away. Here we go. It's kind of a, kind of a lengthy poem, but I'll try to take my time reading it. The devil once said to his demons below, "Our work is progressing entirely too slow." The spiritual people stand in our way since they don't believe in the show or the play. They teach that the carnival, circus, and dance, the taverns and honky-tonk with games of chance, drinking and smoking, these things are all wrong, that believers don't mix with the ungodly throng. They're quick to condemn everything that we do to cause unbelievers to, not, to be not a few. They claim that these things are all of the devil, that Christian folk live on a much higher level. Now, fellows, their theology, while perfectly true, is blocking the work we are trying to do. We'll have to get busy and figure a plan that will change their standards as fast as we can. Now, I have a vision of what we can do. Hearken, I'll tell this deception to you. Then find me a wise but degenerate man whom I can use to help work out this plan. There's nothing so real as the thing you can see. The eye and the mind and the heart will agree. So what can be better than an object to view? I say it will work and convince not a few. The home is the place for this sinful device. The home deceived will think it quite nice. The world will possess it. Most Christians can't tell that it's all of the devil and was plotted in hell. We'll sell them with pictures of the latest news, and while they're still looking, we'll advertise booze. At the soul-damning cigarette, also they'll look until they forget what God says in his book. Turn the page here. Sorry for the background noise. (laughs) At first it will shock them, they'll seem in a haze, but soon they'll be hardened and continue to gaze. We'll give them some gospel that isn't too strong and a few sacred songs to string them along. They'll take in the ads with the latest of fashions and soon watch the shows that stir evil passions. Murder and lovemaking scenes they'll behold until in their souls they are bitterly cold. That old familiar altar, which once held such charm, will soon lose its place without much alarm. Praying in secret will also be lost as they look at the scenes without counting the cost. The compromised preachers who don't take a stand will enhance this new vision and think it is grand. They'll help fool the people and cause them to sin by seeking this evil and taking it in. Influence is great and this you can see. Just look at my fall and you'll have to agree. It won't take too long, my demons, to tell that the vision of Satan will populate hell. 
Divorce will increase, sex crimes will abound, much innocent blood will be spilt on the ground. The home will be damned, in short order, I say, when this vision of mine comes in to stay. Get busy, my cohorts, and put this thing out. We'll see if the church can continue to shout. The spiritual people who stand in our way will soon cease their crying against show and play. We'll come to the earth with this devil vision, though we'll camouflage it with the name television. The people will think they are getting a treat till the Antichrist comes and takes over his seat. He'll then rule the world while the viewers behold the face of the beast to whom they were sold. We'll win through deception. This cannot fail, although some bigoted preachers against it will rail. (laughs) And I thought... I read that out loud to my parents, like when my mom gave me the file and I was looking through stuff at their house briefly and I saw this poem and I read it out loud. I'm like, wow. <laughs> and and that's exactly what's, it's what's happened. Uh, when the television, you know, started, you know, was created and invented. And, and, you know, I remember when I was a kid, like, you know, I'm only 37, but, you know, we had like, like, uh, like Nick at night or whatever, you know, when I was a kid still on TV, you know, you'd see like old reruns of, uh, yeah, you know, the Brady Bunch and stuff, and and then or then I I love Lucy before that I love Lucy. You know, I I believe they slept in separate beds, and then I think the Brady the Brady Bunch was one of the first TV shows where it had you know the husband and wife in the same bed, and that was like you know a big controversial thing back then. Like oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> and you see these shows nowadays, and I mean that's nothing. I mean that's the rated G stuff. <laughs> you know, I mean we don't have cable. We don't pay for cable television here here at our house. We just have internet only. I mean, and, and that's bad enough. We got to watch everything with, you know, we, with our, our daughters. We have a seven-year-old and a four-year-old and sheesh, some of the, some of the, the YouTube ads, it's like, oh, skip, 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 <laughs> you know? Um, oh, let's see here. Let will read some stuff that kind of stuck out. Um, man, it kind of gets, it kind of really hits everything. Uh, let's see. Taking the ads with the latest of fashions. Well, we got that. And now, like, you know, all the ads on these mainstream media shows, every other ad is a, a drug commercial. You know, ask your doctor. <laughs> uh, let's see. Soon we'll watch the shows that stir evil passions. Well, there's a lot of that going on. <laughs> uh, murder and lovemaking scenes they'll behold. Well, that's most of our, that's pretty much like most of our television nowadays. Uh Gosh, I know I've watched a lot of movies that I know I shouldn't have, but man, I mean, I mean like the, you know, there's, there, there's a stuff called predictive programming. You know, most people that are awake to like, you know, one world government, you know, globalist stuff. I mean, they, they know about the predictive programming. Like, I don't want to say it, but back to COVID, like, I mean, I watched a movie, someone talked about it on Facebook, about this, this older movie from 2011, I think it was with Matt Damon called Contagion. It's literally predictive programming for the COVID nineteen so called pandemic. I mean, they they talk about they even talk about social distancing. They have like a, a digital bracelet. You know, once Matt Damon's character's got his vaccine, you know, and and all this is this crazy. You know, the, you know the food lines. Everyone's going nuts. Like civil unrest, and except in that movie, it actually was an actual virus that killed like millions and like wiped out a good chunk of the planet. You know, not a fake you know head cold virus pandemic. <laughs> but it was still predictive programming just to get people, you know, get the seed planted of that garbage. Uh, the compromised preachers who won't take a stand. No offense to him personally, but uh, one person that comes to mind is Joel Osteen. 
uh, I don't even know if he owns a Bible, <laughs> and you'll never hear him say that awful, dreadful R word, you know, repent, <laughs> repentance. <laughs> you know, I, I remember back when, well, when I used to go into Barnes and Noble, I think the one here in Independence just closed, but, you know, I get bored and, you know, go in there sometimes and read through like, and I walk past the religious books and see his, you know, latest, you know, feel good book and I'm skimming through it. I'm like, <laughs> Like who, like who would buy this stuff? You know, and and, and he's you know nowadays everything's shut down. You know, he's a prosperity preacher. Well, he's not out there preaching prosperity too much right now, huh? You know, with everyone losing their jobs, so you know when when people really need you know need to be hearing the gospel, and <laughs> these prosperity guys are gone. You know, uh, divorce will increase, sex crimes will abound. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'd say that's a the devil's made that increase big time. Uh, the divorce, I mean, isn't it like fifty percent of marriages still, you know, end up in a divorce, or is it worse than that? I'm I'm not sure. Uh, sex crimes will abound. Uh, you know, I'm on the I'm on the local Jackson County page, and almost every other on Facebook, and almost every other day, you know, they're posting about you know you know they have like a mugshot, you know you know current most wanted. You know, it's some, it's half the time it's some middle-aged guy or something that's, you know, wanted for rape or statutory something, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's all, it seems like it's always a sex crime. Uh, let's see. Uh, is there anything else? I, I've had, a, I've had a friend and she knows who she, she knows who she is. <laughs> I won't say names on here. Uh, but she's, man, I think she's even more awake to stuff than I am. I mean, she's done even more research than I have on certain things. <laughs> and, I, and I consider myself pretty awake and open-minded to stuff with what's really going on in the world. But she told me like even, you know, months ago or maybe like a year ago before when all this stuff was kind of happening and we're talking about television and she said something about like how she believed like it was totally an invention, you know, of the devil, you know, that he put his mind in, you know, to whoever, to invent the television and, and just to, you know, see what's, you know, bring on what we've seen happen in our country. You know, it's, uh, you know, once again, back to COVID, I remember seeing this, this meme on Facebook a while back and it's like, uh, you know, two Amish guys out there in the field and they're looking at each other, you know, and they got their beards and their hat on and there's, they're working. And they're like, hey, you know, Hezekiah, you know, why hasn't COVID nineteen affected us so much? And you know, and Hezekiah you know, responds back and says, well, because we don't, we don't have television. <laughs> and you know, I saw that. I'm like, you know, that's actually spot on. If if television did not exist, mainstream media did not exist, and corrupt government did not exist, and if you walked out in society, would you really think there's a pandemic going on? Honestly, folks, I wouldn't. It'd be self-evident, you know. It, it we'd go out and we'd we'd be seeing dead bodies piled up everywhere. People, you know, bring out your dead, you know, you know that kind of thing. The people would be dropping like flies. Like we'd be walking out and people would just be dropping dead. You know, if this was so awful and so deadly, there there is a pandemic. It's a pandemic of government corruption and tyranny and globalism. That that's the pandemic. You know, global communism. That's the pandemic. <laughs> I, I mean. Um, so yeah, if I believe if television didn't exist, most of these in, in corrupt politicians and most of these problems would, would go away instantly. <laughs> so I, I think that's all I wanted to say about that poem. I just, I just like reading these little poems. Uh, and then let's see. Here, here's another one I wrote. 
Let's see, I have a squeaky chair here. Sorry about that. Um, I wrote this one. I wrote this one last summer or so, and it just had to do with the, everything going on and how I kind of felt. Uh, and this one's titled Once Great Land. As darkness covers this once great land and lines of hate being drawn in the sand, a peril so great stands present at our door, terrible destruction and unthinkable war. No place to run and no place to hide. Blood for blood, hostilities collide. How could it possibly come down to this? A powerful nation now a hellish abyss. I remember the days before our descent when morality existed and good intent. But now it's gone like a dream of the past. I still can't believe how it happened so fast. A country that had an abundance of all until our pride crept in in causing our fall. No time for the needy, we shun the poor. Remove the righteous, they are no more. Ripened in iniquity, our cup has overflown. The rising generations in evil they've grown. Our day of judgment stares us in the face, a godless people filled with disgrace. Murdering countless of the unborn, divisive politics with which we are torn. Between the lesser of two evils we choose, no matter the outcome, we will always lose. The voice of the people muzzled with fear. Our leaders in power have not shed a tear. Over the loss of freedom and our liberty, despotism reigns from sea to shining sea. It all seems hopeless and the cause is lost. Taking back our rights comes with a cost. Will we, excuse me, will we be subjects to an unseen hand, order out of chaos by men it was planned? What's starting on earth must come to pass, excuse me, must come to pass. <laughs> uh, cleansed of the wicked, cut down like grass. We must not forget God is still in control. Endure to the end, for Zion is the goal. It does not matter how bitter the strife. If we die in Christ, we still gain our life. For this world one day will come to an end, being made anew by our master and friend. A new heaven and earth our joy complete. With Christ in the midst, we kneel at his feet. No sorrow or pain, nor death in its sting. Eternal life, we praise our heavenly King. Let us not be afraid of the events of today. The time will come when it's all done away. Focus our eyes, single to the glory of God. Hold on and never let go of the iron rod. And that, that was another one that is... You know, gosh, sometimes this stuff just comes to me really quick, and it, you know, it's a lot of it's all based on scriptures from the, the Book of Mormon and Doctrine and Covenants and so on. Um, you know, I talk about how our country had an abundance of all. I mean, I mean, this this country was established, you know, on Christian principles. I mean, there's no way we could have defeated the British Empire without the Lord's hand, you know, His power and strength. Um, talk about you know the un- murdering countless of the unborn, his abortion, and then the divisive politics with which we are torn. Once again, I, I believe the two-party system is just there to help just keep the country divided. I mean, we're divided like right down the middle on like, on every issue. It seems like uh, between the lesser of two evils, we choose. No matter the outcome, we will always lose. Um, um, it, you know, that, that's what kind of drives me nuts when these people say, oh, well, you know, it's just we got to vote for the lesser of two evils. Well, 
if they're both evil, which is basically what you're saying, then why vote for either of them? You know, I, I just, I don't understand that. <laughs> you know, that doesn't make any sense to me anymore, you know? And now that I'm awake to all this, you know, modern day Gaddy and, you know, globalist agenda stuff, I, I just, I'm going to vote for who I want to vote for. And, and I, go, I go nuts when these people, you know, even family and friends say, Oh, well, if you're not, if you, if you vote third party, you're voting for the, you know, that's a vote for the Democrat. Okay. Well, what about my liberal, you know, my liberal friends that want me to vote, you know, for a Democrat, <laughs> you know, and they say, Oh no, if you vote third party, that's just a vote for the Republican. I mean, see, see how it goes both ways. It's just divisive. And um, then, you know, no matter the outcome, we will always lose. We always lose. <laughs> I mean, we, we lost big time in this last election. I mean, it was a total fraud, dumpster fire election. As, as soon as I heard about mail-in voting and, you know, this, I mean, it is all rigged. I mean, once again, I'm, I was never really a, tr- a Trump supporter. I wasn't bashing him on a regular basis like how these loony lefties do, but I never really supported the guy because I just don't do p- partisan politics. But even I will say that, I mean, it's pretty obviously he won in a landslide. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I mean, it's they'll they'll never allow a third party like person like Ron Paul or or whoever you know or Chuck Baldwin or they'll never allow those guys to get in. Um, and the voice of people muzzled with fear that that would be the masks and how everyone's fearful you know because of the media. Uh, let's see. You know, I mentioned, you know, I talk about how, you know, God's in control still, you know, Zion's are, Zion's the goal. You know, uh, if we die in Christ, we still gain our life. Like in the doctrine and covenants, you know, like the Lord says, like, you know, in uh, section 98, um, after he talks about like basically the, the millennial reign, like right after that, he says, you know, like basically, you know, you know, fear not even under unto death. For in this world, your joy is not full, but in me, your joy is full, you know, so don't be afraid to even lay down your life, you know, so we're all going to that we're, we all are going to die one day, but you know, if, if we live in Christ and there's nothing to fear, uh, I think that's all I wanted to say about that poem. Let's see. And I'll end it here with another one I wrote. Uh, this is actually my most recent poem. I wrote just like a month or two ago and I'll share some scriptures Um, in the doctrine and covenants. I always look up like keyword, you know, searches and stuff on uh, RestoredGospel.com. I think it is. There's like a, 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 a Bible book of Mormon doctrine and covenants uh, word search and uh, scripture verse search on there. And, uh, one of the things I did recently was uh, one like uh, all things shall work together for your good. So this poem's called For Your Good. But before I get to that, um, I'll read some of the scriptures that I based it on. And they're all, all these are from the Doctrine and Covenants in particular. Uh, Doctrine and Covenants uh, 87, section 87, verse 6e. Uh, Search diligently, pray always, and be believing and all things shall work together for your good. If ye walk uprightly and remember the covenant wherewith ye have covenanted one with another. And another one is from Doctrine and Covenants, uh, section 95, verse 1c. The Lord hath sworn and decreed that they shall be granted. Therefore, he giveth this promise unto you. 
with an immutable with an immutable covenant that they shall be fulfilled and all things wherewith you have been afflicted shall work together for your good and to my name's glory saith the lord so matter, no matter how bad the stuff seems you know if we put our faith and trust in him and do the best we can you know it'll all things will work together for our good uh, the next one is Doctrine and Covenants, section 97, verse 4c. Therefore, let your hearts be comforted, for all things shall work together for, for good to them that walk uprightly and to the sanctification of the church. And the last uh, verse here, before I get into the, my poem, uh, Doctrine and Covenants, section 102, verse 11c. And make proposals for peace for unto those who have smitten you, according to the voice of the spirit, which is in you and all things shall work together for your good. So, I mean, the, the, the trials and tribulations are going to get worse folks. I mean, what we're seeing now is still nothing. <laughs> you know, I've read a lot of these old, these old timer, you know, from my, my mother's, you know, files she gave me and these old timers back in the RLDS, they saw like basically world war three mass civil unrest and civil war the second civil war in this country. And so, I mean, I'm not fearful of any of it. You know, if, if it's my time to die, it's my time to die. I'm, I'm not going to live in fear though. Um, I've been talking to a couple of my neighbors, my neighbors here. One of them's a, an apostle in the temple lot church, really nice guy. He's in his mid eighties. You know, I told him if he needs anything, just let me know. <laughs> you know, uh, we, we've talked, had a lot of great conversations. I'll go over there and shovel his driveway here and Cause you know, he's like 85 or 86 years old. I'm like, I just, I, you know, <laughs> I don't charge him nothing. I, you know, I, I care about him. So I, I would never ask for money or nothing. And then I've been talking to my other neighbor between him and me about current events. And I've even mentioned the book of Mormon and, and she's not a Mormon or a book of Mormon believer necessarily. She said she had a book of Mormon like a while back and she kind of read through it, but I told her I might come over and, you know, I can share some scriptures with her or something sometime. But, you know, this, yeah, I, I do, I do believe that all things shall work together for your good. And with that being said, I will get in and read this poem that I wrote called for your good. Tomorrow is never promised for us. There are some things we cannot control. Don't waste the time you have worrying in hardship or sorrow. God will console. Be calm in the midst of the storm with patience and endure as we should keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus and all things shall work together for your good. So many distractions and countless lies comprised to destroy our common sense, but those who seek truth won't be misled. No time for sitting lukewarm on the fence. The trials you suffer, bear them in love. Afflictions will come that must be understood. Set the good example of charity and all things shall work together for your good. The days of this dying world are numbered. The earth groans because of wickedness. Many will desire to curse God and die, but the righteous shall he prosper and bless. Be up and doing, do not sit idle. The fiery darts being constantly withstood. Steadfast in Christ, you will be delivered and all things shall work together for your good. And that's another one where the, the words just came to me, just reading those scriptures. And I just, I'm like, gosh, like, and I just kind of, kind of started brainstorming one night and, and the words just kind of came to me. I wrote that one in about a day, a day or so. And I think I mentioned it before, like years ago, I was in a, in a well, Christian punk band 
I mean, it wasn't like heavy, heavy duty, crazy stuff or nothing, but, um, I wrote a couple songs for a band back in the day. And like I said, I, before that I'd write poems and other lyrics for songs and like, and like there's a couple of my poems I wrote that the old band like turned it, turned into songs. So that was kind of cool. But, um, yeah, man, I, I used to write poetry a lot and a lot of songs you're not, not that many years ago, but yeah, I kind of, I'm slowly kind of getting it back now. Um, I, I do believe it's a, a gift from God and, um, I'm just, I don't want to let it go to waste. <laughs> so I, I'll write them as the words come to my mind. But, uh, I think that's, uh, I just want to, you know, you know, end on, end on a, end on a positive note and, um, you know, I, I do believe that, you know, what we're seeing is just the, you know, the beginning of more days of sorrow or however you want to say it, but we just got to, you know, stick with God and put our faith and trust in him and believe that he'll take care of us, you know, and pray for him to, you know, send his holy angels to be around us and guard our homes and guard our, our loved ones and, you know, our, all our property and everything. And, and he'll, he'll provide, he'll take care of us. You know, I'm, I won't fear, you know, so, uh, with all that, uh, I'd like to say uh, good night to everyone and take care and God bless.